Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hi everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And we are at week four, Mexican week. I'm just going to start off by saying that the, at the end of last episode... We kind of talked about it a little bit. I said, we heard that the theme of this week would be Mexican week. And I told you, I was very worried that they (laughs) wouldn't get it right and that they might mess it up. Because Bake Off, they don't have a good history of doing cultural weeks, I would say. There was Japanese week, which they had, I think, last season or probably the season before last season. Mm Mm-hmm. And they messed that up pretty badly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, maybe they'll learn from their lessons. And if they have another cultural week, they'll actually do it right. Mm-hmm. And it turns out they did not do it right. We, I don't understand why they keep doing cultural weeks if they're not going to actually do research into the cultures and the foods of what they're trying to do. I mean, at least get like a consultant on to make sure you're saying like certain words or dishes correctly. And if you're going to do jokes, they have to be like, I don't know. The jokes are so bad. <laughs> the The jokes were, okay, yeah, not great. But I, to be honest, I thought they were going to be worse. <laughs> no, no. Okay, let's start off with the intro. Yeah. Like right at the intro, you see Noel and Matt and some barrels and ponchos. And I was like... This is already terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like, there is a way that you can dress up, like, and have, like, a festive Mexican-inspired clothing for a week when you're going to do Mexican week. I don't think there was anything respectful about it. I think they were just doing it as just, like, a very just lame joke. I don't know. That's, that's how it felt to me. Hmm. I don't think that, like... And then, like, what they said during the <laughs> intro, too, was like, yeah, we don't want to make any Mexican jokes at all because we don't want to offend anybody. And I was like, okay, that's a weird way to intro this week. Mm-hmm. And then they make the joke, oh, yeah, not even Juan. And I'm like, this is this is so lame and so dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let me, let me guess. Not your favorite intro. No, this is one <laughs> of the worst intros. The only good thing about it was that it was quick and it ended. But if you're going to do Mexican week, I think you have to like show a little history, you know, show that you actually like learned about Mexico and Mexican flavors and cuisine because the way they're approaching it, I, I think they didn't do that. And just the, way, just the way they pronounced some of the dishes. And I was like, they, it didn't seem like they did research into this. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like they got consulted or they didn't ha- get a consultant for this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it just seems very lazy and just lame and i i don't, I don't think big off to do mega or cultural weeks anymore if they're just gonna like not do it justice it's pretty rough it's rough it, it it's rough especially because last week was i think we talked about it was sort of like a throwaway week right because we had two contestants who are right down mm-hmm. and then we come into this week and it's just not. I mean, it is kind of what we expected, but it's not. It's, it's not what like, we expected in a bad way, right? Right. Yeah, right. I was like, they're not gonna do it right, and they totally didn't do it right. If you're gonna do Mexican week, and then if your like signature is pan dolce, learn how to say pan dolce. <laughs> they were saying it pan dulce, right? I so they were. I mean, they they were mi- mincing it up a couple of different ways. Like they were mixing it up a couple of different ways. But just introducing the the signature, if you're gonna introduce a signature, you have to say it correctly because that sets the tone for everyone else to say it correctly. They didn't say it correctly. Um, Maybe that's how they say it over there. No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even like taco is very easy to say, but they kept saying it tacos, like. But, no one says it like that. I just, I mean, it's just, okay. it's like they're reading it, and then that's how they're saying it, and then they didn't actually hear anyone, like, say it correctly, which is, 
weird to me. And even at the end, what was the showstopper make again? Thres Lecher Kick, right? Yeah. Paul kept saying Trez Lecher's Kick. I was like, Paul, it's Thres Lecher's Cake. It's not Trez Lecher's Cake. It's Thres, Unos Dos Thres, right? But I'm like, if you're going to introduce it and you're going to talk about like what you expect from it, at least learn to say that correctly. I don't know. It's just a mess. And I mean, in his defense, there's no H in there. <laughs> Paul did say that he spent some time in Mexico. That's the okay. I wanted to bring that point okay. up because that's the point that caught me off guard. I think even more because because I, then I was like, okay, well then you should really know. You right? should know that it's Thres Leches Cake, right? You should know that it's Pan Doce. I'm also going to preface that I'm probably not going to pronounce a lot of things correctly this episode. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm not 100% on pronouncing things correctly, but I'm pretty sure I'll get it better than the contestants. So what are some of the ones that we've heard this week also? Pico de Gallio? I was like, what is this? Uh, we did hear, what was it? It was guacamole. It's so bad. But that, I mean... <laughs> I mean, you have to understand, they're in the UK, maybe they don't have a lot of exposure. Yeah. Mexican culture and cuisine. I don't know. But if you're going to do it on the show, you should do your research. And like, I don't know. It just feels very lazy to me. They, just, they shouldn't do cultural weeks anymore. It's just a bad idea. Especially if they're going to put this much, like, they're not going to put any, like, actual due diligence in researching what they're trying to do. But that, That's my take on this episode. Okay. I mean, let's... We'll go and do the, the rest of the show. I just want to preface it <laughs> from the beginning. Big Off shouldn't do cultural weeks anymore if they're not going to do it right. And they definitely, there's zero for, zero for two in my book of cultural weeks between this week and Japanese week. Yeah. Yeah? I mean. Am I being too harsh? Yes and no. I mean, I think the expectations were set pretty Low, <laughs> but with that being is said, is that an excuse? Like, uh, what's no. the point of even saying, like, in the beginning in the intro, yeah, we don't want to offend anybody? Like, D and then they they go ahead and <laughs> like do like a, just a very lame, probably I, offensive joke. I, th I think because sometimes if you do it that way, it's like you're disarming the joke. I don't think it did. I, I know, yeah, I know, it didn't but work. it did not I, work. I'm for just me. trying to see the thought process. All right, I'm playing a little devil's advocate, yeah, here, yeah, that's where, fine. Like, if you disarm the joke and you say it, then maybe it's not a joke, right? To me, it seems like you're aware that what you're about to say is like lame and offensive and you just want to like have it both ways where you acknowledge it to try to like make it better. But I'm like, it doesn't make it better. It it didn't help. <laughs> it did not help. <laughs> yeah. But let's get into the episode because I'm going to try to focus purely on baking elements here. <laughs> Even though they make a taco, <laughs> I will, I will, <laughs> I'm gonna okay. try to All right. go through the rest of this episode, just focusing on the bakers mm -hmm. and what's happening with them. But to me, uh, yeah, Mexican week was a fail failure <laughs> on behalf of the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah. yeah, prior to watching the episode, I did look up the what each round what they were making and then i told you yeah you told me <laughs> i was like are you sure you want to know what this is because <laughs> and i've seen a lot on the internet of like the, the technical people people are just clowning on them for like some of the stuff they did this episode when i found out what the technical was i was like no <laughs> no all right so before the signature we hear from some of the bakers yanush says, when someone says Mexican food, my mind only goes to fajitas. All right, Yanush. <laughs> James says, I don't know much about Mexican cuisine. This will be an absolute adventure. Kevin says, what do Mexicans bake? And Shabira says, I love Mexican food. So that's the attitude. Do, Shabira. The bakers don't know. They, but they do, they do know, right? Because except for the technical, they're able to practice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what so Kevin's they, talking so about. So they are able to do some homework, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they did homework, though. Okay. <laughs> I think if they did homework, it was very, like, very bad homework. <laughs> they did not do good homework. Okay. All right. All right so the signature is introduced. 
Vagrants are tasked with making 12 pan doce, and they get two and a half hours. Uh, Paul kind of says pan doce is an enriched bread, and it could be a, any variety in an array of different desserts. And Prue says Mexico is full of vibrancy, color, wonderful food, and great flavors. So I agree with that, Prue. That's very true about Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the bakers. A lot of chili going on. This, this there it's is like, a lot like, of chili. It's like chili and tears week. <laughs> that's that's how I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chili and tears is a good way to summarize this week. <laughs> uh, first baker up, we have Abdul. Abdul is making coconut and raspberry bezels with a multicolored like coconut um, on the outside. And then the inside, there's apricot, there's raspberry jam, and there's white chocolate and buttercream. I think that his signature actually looked pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job here. And I think there was more pressure on Abdul this week just because... More pressure on him and Rebs this week just because they were out last week. Right. And they automatically advanced this week. Mm-hmm. So I think they were feeling like they have to perform or else like... I don't know. I would I would feel pressure too if I was out for a week and I got pushed to the next week. I would have tried to hold out for one more week. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to make it to just especially this week. week. Yeah, this week is such right? a weird week. <laughs> like I would have been like, mm, this yeah. week is not for no, me. I'm still not feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, during judging, they say his signature looks impressive. However, um, when Paul bites into it, he says they're glue and cake like. Um, so gluey is not a good way to describe like a texture, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul does say that the raspberry and coconut work. However, overall, his signature is too dense. So kind of a mixed judging on that brother. They looked very good, though. They were pretty good. Yeah. All right. Up next, we have Carol. She's making orange and panda denise is what she said at one point in time. <laughs> but we learned it's orange and anise seed, right? Yep. So that was pretty funny. She was kind of joking about it though, which I thought was, I thought it was okay. Yeah, it's okay. No? That's fine. Okay. She's, she was fine. All right. It'll be featuring a light, fluffy Chelsea bun style bake, and it'll be filled with a zesty orange and anise seed curd. So during judging, Prue said that they're not totally even in shape. She didn't think it would matter what shape they were as long as they were all the same and that the bread dough was a little heavy, but the whole thing was delicious. So that's good. Paul said that that um, they're not exactly like Chelsea bun shape, but it had lovely flavor, and he thought that the orange and the anise came through. It's just underproved. It's quite dense, mm. but the taste is great. So overall, good flavor, but not the best bake for Carol. Yeah. And next up, we have Don. Don is making dark chocolate and chili cake conchas. <laughs> <laughs> so her conchas uh, contain chopped bird's eye chilies. And it, they look red, and the, the design of it looks kind of cool. It's red, and then there's a little bit of green to kind of replicate the look of a chili. There's also chocolate and chili ganache on the inside, so a lot of chili in her bake. Mm-hmm. Yep. During judging, um, the Paul kind of says that her conchas need more of a dome. He he did comment that like on a lot of the bakers that he wanted to see more of a dome. Mm-hmm. There was two things that Paul kept coming on this commenting on. Like the signature is that, yeah, they need to be more dome-like. And also there needs to be a hero flavor. <laughs> and that's been the whole season. He just started introducing that element that he wants to see hero flavors and everything, which is interesting to me. We get a lot of punchiness. Mm. Yeah, Some, he says, sometimes. I want you to, I want the <laughs> flavor to punch through. Sometimes too yeah. much punch. We'll see. <laughs> they also note that uh, for Don's signature, the filling kind of spilled out, which uh, in turn caused them, caused her bake to lose height. Mm. When they do bite into it, they do say you get the chili and it comes later, which is kind of cool. Overall, it tastes good, but it's very messy. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay, up next we have James. He's making coffee caramel oyster conchas. It'll be featuring the flavors of vanilla, cinnamon, and coffee. It's going to have a chocolate and coffee crunchy top. And on the very top is going to be a delicate caramel oyster with Edible pearls. <laughs> He's going for it. But these oysters are, they're kind of cool, but they're little, little half domes. It's yeah. not. Not a full dome. It's, well, yeah, I mean, it's not exactly an oyster. 
but the th- <laughs> but the th- but the thought was there. The thought was right? there. Yeah, it, it, they looked cool. All right. During judging, Prue said, "You're certainly showing off your sugar craft skills. The crackling is definitely too thick. It's very dense. It's going to be as plain. It needs that filling." So Paul said that he loved the top. The top is fantastic. However, it's dry because of the crackling. It's not a huge. There's not a huge amount of flavor either. There's there's a bit of a kick. <laughs> we hear a lot of kicks. Yeah, kicks, punches. In the crackling, though. Yeah. So action packed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so James is off off to a tough start a little bit. Yeah. I I was high on James coming into the end of last episode. Did was he prediction your prediction for Starbaker? No, my prediction for Starbaker was Shabira. Who did I say? You said Sandro. Okay. Yeah. You had Carol going home and I had Don going home. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Yanush. Yanush is making cacti conches. At one point, he says cactuses. And I was like, Yanush, that's not the plural form of cactus. It's cacti. <laughs> <laughs> His conches uh, contain coconut milk and also lime crackling, which looks very cool. Yanush is very good at decorating. Because mm-hmm. I think out of everyone, his crackling on the top looked the best. Mm-hmm. It kind of looked like uh, what it was supposed to be, which is cacti. Yeah, his was good. Shabira's was good. Yeah, Shabira's was good too because it looked like corn. Yeah. <laughs> During judging, the judges said that his signature looked very good. The crackling cracks were very, very good. However, when they did bite into it, Paul said that his, uh, his bake needed more lime and it was quite dry on the inside. Mm. And then Paul says... The biggest issue is that there's no punching flavor. They do look nice, though. So Paul wants to be punched with a flavor, which he didn't get. Maybe mm-hmm. he was thinking that the lime would give him that. Yeah. But he said that he needed more of it. He's going to get some punching <laughs> in the later round. All right. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have Kevin. Kevin's making sweet breads are made of these. Brachito. Oh, that's a great name. Did I say that right? Probably Sweet not. breads are made of these. Throw back to the Eurythmics. What? Eurythmics. Is that who? Annie Lennox, right? Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. Translated as little drunkards, these alcohol-soaked bakes will rest on a desiccated coconut base. These are really cool. They they kind of looked wobbly. They look like little drunkards. Mm-hmm. They had little tops on them. During judging, Paul said that he thought that they looked great. He liked the look of them. Could do with being a little more open, so another five to ten minutes proving. However, he really did like the flavor and that the dough was nearly there. Prue says that, to be honest, this is one of the best that they tasted. It's all good. Ten more minutes in the proving, then he would have perfection. Yeah. So very close there. I think he was waiting for a handshake. You think so? I think I feel like he kind of expected it a little bit. Mm. I I thought somebody was going to get one in the... Showstopper. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, and I was yeah. dreading it because they're on your team and, <laughs> and you're already up. And I was like, no, don't yeah. do it. I, th- I know what you're talking about. There was about. a suspenseful yeah. s- stare down. <laughs> I could say that. You're right. And next up, we have Maxi. Maxi is making Bella Naranja conchas. They contain orange and vanilla um, and also orange and cinnamon. And there's also a nice orange crackling. Um, they look very good. Mm-hmm. They're huge. <laughs> Maxi made very big <laughs> contrasts. <laughs> However, the judges said that they did look even. There's a lot of height. The crackling was very good. The bread, very good, and the flavors are nice. And then Prue kind of comments Maxi and says, do you have a real instinct for flavors? Mm. So kind of uh, Maxi getting one of the judgings in the signature where it was all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't give her any faults on hers. Yeah. All right, up next and back is Rebs, and she's making lemon conchas. It's making vanilla concha buns topped with lemon crackling and served with whipped cream, lemon curd on the side. And she was struggling. Yeah, she has, she has a lot of trouble with her bakes. Yeah. I kind of don't remember a bake where she didn't have trouble besides, I think she won a couple of technicals maybe. She did win the one technical Two, like, two weeks ago. But it came to signatures and shows up. She always seems to have like trouble. Yes. So, during judging, Paul said that the overall look is awful. <laughs> the crackling's not good. It mm-hmm. looks like you sat on him. The roll yep. is okay. <laughs> it needed a bit more of a dome on it. The color looks nice. 
Yeah, throw a little compliment in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lemon in there is good. However, the crackling was too heavy, too thick, and it's weighted down so the bread couldn't bloom. It creates quite a stretchy dough. Proof says that it's split. It's nicely made bread. It's just the crackling's a problem. Mm. So basically, not good. Yeah. Not good at all. Yeah, I, I think Rev's kind of... Uh, she's starting to get frustrated. Yeah. How things are going. Yeah. But she's going to bring the good vibes. We'll talk about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and next we have Sandro. Sandro's making field contrabands. His conchas uh, contain mocha crackling on the top, on the, on the outside. There's also a caramel crunch element and praline custard as the filling on the inside. Mm. It sounds very good. It does. Yeah. During judging, the judges say that his buns look attractive. When they cut inside, they notice that there's a lot of filling, which I do think that they like. Um, however, Paul says that his buns were hugely underproved. The texture was too dough-like. However, the flavor was good. So very mixed judging for Sandro. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a rough. It's yep. a rough round. It's a rough episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, up is Shabira. She's making corn on the cob conchas, celebrating a vital component of Mexican cuisine. Her conchas will have a corn and coconut custard filling and be decorated to resemble actual corn on the cob. And they look good. They looked great. I One wish, of the best looking signatures. I wish they were a little bit more colorful because they're, they're kind of pale in color. Yeah, like, I wish it was a little true. more defined, but overall it was pretty good. Yep. Prue said that she thinks they look absolutely beautiful. They definitely look like corn. And when they cut into it, she says it looks really good, loves the flavor. However, it's quite dry, but it's very interesting. Paul says that they're clever. They do look pretty good. He did ask if she added the filling in before it went in the oven, and then she said yes, and then he said, oh, so then it couldn't grow. Then she also had the crackling on top, which prevented growth, so it stayed solid. So you end up going back with dough. But then he says, but he likes the idea, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you? Because it sounds like you just said it wasn't a good idea. I think the concept of the corn on the cob was a good idea. Mm -hmm. But the actual execution of technique didn't quite get there. Yeah. So, not too great, but... They looked cool. They did. And Shabir's going to double down on corn. (laughs) (laughs) Other bakers are going to double down on chili. (laughs) Right. All right. uh, We hear from some of the bakers after the signature. Kevin says, I almost got a handshake. Did you, Kevin? Did you almost get a handshake? I didn't feel it. Yeah, I didn't feel it. Paul usually like thinks about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Don says she is very happy about the chili that came through. Reb says I'm in the bottom two or three. Mm. Like you're kind of being optimistic, Rebs. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Right. Uh, James says it was not disastrous, but borderline disastrous. <laughs> I don't know about that, James. <laughs> Shall we get on with the technical? Let's. <laughs> oh, man, this technical. All right. This week, the technical is set by recently visiting Mexico, <laughs> Paul Hollywood, to which Matt says, ring any bells? And Noel says, never heard of him. <laughs> Paul tells, tells us that you've got to get your flavor combinations right and your textures the bakers are, are tasked to make eight Mexican tacos, or as everyone else just calls them, tacos. Yep. Right? Okay. The tacos should be made from yellow field corn and then hand-pressed. On top of each should be steak, spicy refried beans, guacamole, and pico de gallo. Pico de gallo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have two hours to make this. They pan over to... Paul and Prue, and Paul says, it's Mexican week, Prue. It has to be tacos. <laughs> For the great British baking show, one of the hardest bakes you can make, a taco. <laughs> yeah. As they would say, taco. All right. Not a taco, a taco. Sit tight. I got a lot of descriptions here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you've got a pico de gallo with, a base, with basically a salsa. A guacamole and then steak and a little bit of cheese and also refried beans. The big thing is getting the taco right. So I think they synonymously use 
taco with what we would consider the, the shell or the tortilla, right? Yeah. yeah. But they use them synonymously. It was confusing. Right? Yeah, it was confusing. Okay. But then he says thickness of the tortilla. <laughs> it's got to be it's going to be too thick or too thin. And then the actual stage in the pan, you only need less than a minute on both sides. So if you do any more than that, it'll dry out. And then when you try to roll it up into a taco, it'll crack. It's got to be pliable. If it's thin, it'll work. He says, one of the big things in Mexico, is when you're having a taco, it's lovely to have a lot of filling, but it has to be practical as well. <laughs> I've never heard anyone call filling practical, but I kind of... No, I've never... I kind of like it in a they way. Also, they also pronounced tortilla wrong. Some, they were pronouncing the L's in it. Like tortilla? Yeah. Mm. Some of them were saying tortilla. And I was like, you guys, it's not tortilla. <laughs> okay. We had this conversation when they were making pizza. Right. And I said, I don't think you can have too much cheese. Right. I, I feel similarly if I was to order a taco and it came with too much filling. I would just still. I would eat be it. like, "Thanks, chef." Thanks yes, for right. Me up, man. <laughs> I would still be okay <laughs> yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. I would just grab another tortilla and make a second taco. All right. <laughs> and also, like this technical, it's just the name of it is Mexican tacos. It should just be tacos, and it also should be more like descriptive of the taco because there's plenty of different types of tacos, right? There's street tacos. There's like regular tacos. It, what this really is is a carne asada taco. Mm-hmm. But they don't even say carne asada. They just, they just call it like beef. I mean, technically correct. I mean, technically, it's just weird. You know? Okay. Like, they they should have been more descriptive of what this is because there's not only one type of taco that everybody eats, you know? Tacos are such a very diverse food and there's so many different fillings and different meats that you could put on them. Mm-hmm. But to name the technical Mexican tacos... Mm-hmm. It's not representative of what they're making. They should have been more specific with the name. That's that's my gripe with this. Also, I just gotta put that out there. Okay, let me because I know I know that I'm pretty sure the Crunchwrap Supreme was created in America. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm just it's just I'm guessing, but the t- the taco it did originate in Mexico. Yes, it did. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I just want to be clear because sometimes. Things happen. No, it's not like right? a fortune cookie that was made in like okay. San Francisco. <laughs> right? Right? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Obviously, I didn't do my homework either. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, he says that you should be able to encase and eat it. If it's too much, it's going to go everywhere, which for me is not a problem. Yeah. I also seen clips of them talking about like what can go wrong with this. People are clipping it and making fun of it on Twitter. <laughs> I just, They're like, really, Paul? If there's too much filling, it's hard to eat? <laughs> That's such an obvious thing to say. <laughs> that could go with any food. I just find it interesting because it's Bake Off. And yeah. the, That's the other thing I about mean, it's, it. I mean, it's in a pan for less than a minute. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them fry things before. Right? Like they've yeah. made, you it's, know, like they've used the fryer or whatever. And we're always up for a savory Yeah, ba- no. Bake. I mean, I would eat all these tacos. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was just so... It's just weird the it way they went about it. What, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, what? I was like, I cannot wait to see this. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go over the bottom three bakers. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. In 10th place, we have Carol. They said their tacos, the tortilla was too thick. There was too much chili. They said the meat needed to be cut better and smaller. And somehow, overall, her tacos were too small. Carol, there was one of the bakers, it was either Carol or Don, who when they were cutting their avocado, they were peeling it from the outside. Yes. Yes. I do remember that. I was thinking, that's going to take a long time. That is <laughs> not how you cut an avocado. <laughs> you just cut it in half and then... Okay. Uh, anyway. I mean, if you've never, you've never tried to make guacamole before, you've never like, you know, handled an avocado before, you know, that's... Wait, That's new to you, right? Who, who did Tex, Tex-Mex last week? I know. Oh, it right? was Don. Don oh, made Don. Tex-Mex. Okay. okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was Carol that that like peeled the avocado from the outside. Yeah, yeah. So weird. <laughs> anyway, Carol's last place. Uh, next to last place and ninth place is Rebs. Mm. They said that her tacos were too full. Not that. Not a problem for me. Yeah. Um, they said the tortilla was too thick. Her meat was over seasoned. It was salty. 
And also the Hermit was dry. So sounds pretty bad, actually. They've never had a Gordito before. <laughs> Wait, is that the one with, with, the, with right. the thick uh, outside? I haven't been there. Yeah. I haven't been there in a long time. Uh, in eighth place, we have James. They said his tortilla was ridiculously thick. His meat needed more seasoning. And also overall, his tacos were small. So mm. that's the bottom three right there. All right, before I go over the top three, let's round them out. So in seventh place was Yanush, mm-hmm. in sixth place was Abdul, in fifth place was Don, and in fourth place we had Kevin, and then in third place was Sandro. So during judging, Paul said that they look a bit dry but because th- they are cracked. It's been overcooked or there wasn't enough water. However, the steak is spot on and the filling's okay. Proof said that they look a bit crisp. It's It's good. There's slightly too much onion and slightly too much chili, but everything else is wonderful. Too much kick. <laughs> At the end, Paul said that they are pretty good. However, they could have been a little neater. In second place was Shabira. She, she had mentioned prior to that this was the first time she was making tacos. However, she said it's, she bets it's the same as making tortillas. However, she's never made tortillas either. <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. All right. Paul says that they're actually quite neat. This is a nice feel. It's just about right. It's pretty good. It's balanced well. The heat in it is about right. There's a bit of color on the tortilla. So she had a little bit of char on it, which I'm not mad at. But anyway, there's no need for color. There's a bit of darkness in some of them, but the majority are all right. Proof said that they look very nice. However, they have and they have to have a big gob of filling. You really want it to get in all at once. She loves the fact that the meat is nice and rare, and she thinks they are lovely. During Final Judgment, she says that they're really delicious, except that they were a little difficult to manage because they were breaking up. Hmm. And that leaves in first place, Maxi. Maxi. Who also prefaced that she had never made them from scratch before and said, oh, no. Which was interesting because usually when we see something like that, they don't do well. And when they do say they know it, they do do well. Right. But in this case, it seemed like nobody knew what was happening. <laughs> so during judging, Prue said that they look quite thin. However, she quite likes them. There's not too much in it. Paul said that they've been cooked quite nicely. It fits nicely. The taco's good. I think in that regard, he meant the outside, the, the, the tortilla. He said, meat, tick, guac, tick. And the pico's nice as well. He thinks it works as a taco. He says, at the very end, beautifully filled. Taco was really good. Seasoning was very good as well. Well done. So Maxi is on a heater here. She's doing very well. Yep. At the very end, we hear from our bakers. Maxie says that she feels over the moon. She didn't expect it. Shabira said, second for the taco? Yes. So she was pretty chuffed with herself in her performance. James said, so come in eighth in the technical, which is better than he thought, but worse than he would have hoped. (laughs) (laughs) And then we heard from Carol. She said she's a little bit disappointed in the result. Um, The pressure is on for the showstopper. If she doesn't do well, she'll be packing her suitcase. Hmm. Don't get those clothes off the hangers yet, Carol. <laughs> so, what did you think about it? Tacos. That's a weird. That's All the right. weirdest thing they've ever done. That was weird. <laughs> I, I swear when I saw that, I was like, wow. Okay. Everything about it was weird. The fact that they did it, the, the fact that they just named it tacos. That's like doing a, like a technical challenge and be like, the technical is sandwich. You got to make <laughs> sandwich. I mean, there's a specific way you don't want too much filling in your sandwich or just overflow and you can't eat it. Also, I noticed Paul and Prue ate the taco weird. Like the normal way you eat tacos, you hold the taco upright and then you bend your mouth to eat the taco, right? Uh-huh. They weren't doing that. They were like bending their taco. And that's why you need practical filling. But that's not how it's supposed to I be. Know. <laughs> If, if you, you bent to... You move. If the taco you, stays still. You move, right? They were moving their tacos to the left and right. It was just so weird. That's why you have to have practical filling. Otherwise, you can have unpractical <laughs> filling. All right, let's, let's do the showstopper. Okay, let's. For the showstopper, the bakers were tasked with making a thrust leches cake. Um, they get four hours. So Paul and Prue, they kind of elaborate on the Thrust Leches cake. They said that the three, or it's cake that's soaked in three different, the sponge is soaked in three different milks. And those three different milks are evaporated milk, condensed milk, and double cream. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say I love Thrust Leches cakes. They're very good. 
they're almost never dry because how could it be? <laughs> and yeah, they're delicious. Well, it, it can be. Yeah. So like, I know a lot of people in the U.S. like they might not have access to a place that you know, like a bakery that sells like a good thrush thrush cake. Mm-hmm. In California, we have a lot of access to it. We're very spoiled. But, mm. but um, if you don't have access to a, like a good Mexican bakery that sells a thrush thrush cake, I'm gonna say that the Trader Joe's thrush thrush cake that they sell is actually not bad. Oh really? Yeah, it's not bad. Mm. The one they sell at Trader Joe's. Um, now it's Trader. I mean, it's not. The greatest, and you should definitely seek out a Mexican bakery for a thrush cake. Mm-hmm. But if you're just trying to like, if you're in an area that doesn't have like a Mexican bakery, mm-hmm. the Trader Joe's ones isn't. It's not bad. <laughs> is Trader Joe's all across America? I I don't actually don't. I think it is. Oh okay. But I'm not really sure. I hope it is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Paul and Prue said that the cake can't be too soggy. It must be moist, and Paul says this is one of his favorite cakes, probably from his trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but he keeps saying like Tres Leches cake, and that's, I was just, I just, I was just thrown off by Tres Leches cake. That's how I'm gonna say it. Because I was like, Paul, if you were in Mexico eating Tres Leches cake, why didn't you learn how to say it correctly? <laughs> okay, so like sometimes, sometimes you hear it and then you say it, but it just still doesn't come out right. No, I think he right? heard it, and then when he looked it up online, he like read it, uh-huh. and he was saying it how like you would read it without. Yeah. Okay. But I'm like, just ask somebody, Paul. <laughs> 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 anyway, first up, uh, first baker is Abdul. He is making a Day of the Dead, Thrust Leches cake. So, um, Dios de los Muertos. It's a cool event in Mexico. His uh, cake contains a coconut crumble, a coconut and lime sponge, also with lime curd and meringue buttercream. So um, I like the design of the cake that had the little skulls on the outside of it. Yeah, it looks pretty looked good. really cool. And it also looked uh, very tall to me, <laughs> his, his cake. Yeah, they, most of the bakers covered their layers. Like they had a lot of layers. Yeah, yeah. layers are good. During judging, the judges said the skulls worked well. However, overall, the shape is a little wonky. And you say you hear Paul use the word wonky a couple of different times in describing the banks. It was wonky and punch. It's like the new buzzwords of the season. It, it was a defying gravity cake. <laughs> 3D. Yeah. Um, they say that the soak has gone through the sponge very nicely, and the passion fruit and the lime work very nicely with each other. So I think Abdul did very good initial stopper. Yeah, he had a good comeback week. He did have a good comeback week Yeah, from being sick. Yeah. He was the one that got the good comeback week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Up next, we have Carol. She's making pastel de chocolate Mexicano tres leches cake. I'm saying it like they do. Her, <laughs> <laughs> her chocolate cake. <laughs> we'll get, get a coffee liqueur soak. Lemon and orange buttercreams and be surrounded by a chocolate collar. And it's going to come topped with chocolate flowers and hazelnut caramel spikes. She's using an angel cake that she, that is not good for soaking in. So already, Carol makes interesting choices. Yeah. Remember last week when she did that stewed meat pizza? Right. <laughs> that that's why right anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah she makes interesting choices yeah but but she has conviction she does so, yeah she's very bold yeah all right during during judging prue says they asked for vibrant color and they got it she loves the look of it so it was primarily brown but then it did have bright orange and like a chartreuse chartreuse like a green yellow green mm-hmm. color so yeah. that contrast was kind of cool so, however, the bit of the cake that she got doesn't seem to have been soaked at all. So, it it can be dry. Yeah, I mean, right. it shouldn't be. But. All right. Paul, Paul says that the cake is quite effective. The colors are strong. He likes the decoration on top. The chili is too strong. Hmm. She's added a punch and a punch 
and a punch, and it destroyed what it actually was. <laughs> too many punches. Too many punches. Yeah, too many punches. Two punches, maybe okay. Three punches, trace punches, not good. Not good. All right. Yeah. Or thrust punches, however you want to say it. Thrust. Right. It's the right. thrust. punches. <laughs> Prue says that she thinks that Paul's criticism is too strong. Take that, Paul. That was one of the first times I've heard, like, they kind of, like, say, they kind of remark on each other's criticisms. Which yeah. I thought was interesting. Yeah. That doesn't happen that often. Prue punched back. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks it's a really well-made cake. Paul says that she did. Th- he did think she did a good job with the look, but her flavors were just too much. Yeah. Well, wait till you get to someone else's cake. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep. Uh, next, we have Dawn, who's making a blooming Thursday's cake. Her cake contains Chantilly cream. There's a chocolate layer. And also a amaretto creme patisserie top. I gotta say her cake looked really good. It looked really smooth. Like usually when you see cakes, like you kind of see um, like the outside, and you could kind of tell that you know they were trying to decorate it. Mm-hmm. Like you, they can, but her outside of her cake was so smooth that I was like, how did she get the effect of that? That mm-hmm. it just looks like so clean. I don't know. But I was very impressed by Don's cake. Uh, during judging, Prue says that it looks simple, but it's very elegant. And I would agree. After they bite into it, they said that her cake tastes like heaven. And at one point, Paul's just thinking. And this is the kind of look he, he has when he's about to give a handshake, right? Yep, yep. And we also know that handshakes during showstoppers are very rare, right? Mm-hmm. I think Paul is about to give her a handshake for this. Next season, we should, because we're giving five points for a handshake for yeah. Fantasy Bake Off. Next season, we should do it where it's like, if you get a, handshake, a, a, sig- like a signature handshake's worth five, but a showstopper handshake's worth 20. 5.5. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we went different directions okay. there. Okay. <laughs> How about 10? How about yeah, 10? Yeah, that seems right, fair. Next. Okay. <laughs> or we can implement it now because I need to catch up. <laughs> I'm going to say I no mean, dice. All right, all right, all right. Pauses. He loves the crunch of the cake. The coffee is perfect. It was really good, but not good enough for a handshake. He didn't say that, but that was the implication. Yeah, he, he thought it. He thought it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, we have James. He's make it a, making a chocolate and lime. So James obviously also couldn't say thrice because he called it many leches cake. <laughs> James. <laughs> he had a lot, a lot of leches. So it's going to have <laughs> lemon and lime sponges with vanilla... Tres. I tried to combo there. It didn't happen. Leche soak. Dolce de leche lime curd. I totally butchered that probably. And creme diplomat fillings. The cake will be coated in chili, chocolate ganache, and topped with a strawberry Fraser tart and chocolate crinkle cookies. He says this has not been his week so far. And during the construction of his cake, he said, we're going to go hard or go home. And we learned that he went a little soft here. All right. During judging, no spoilers. During judging, Paul says that he thinks that overall he attempted too much and none of it was neat enough. The Fraser cake needs to be much neater. The collar has lost all of its shine. Pipe work isn't particularly good and that he has a few issues with it. Really? Mm-hmm. However, he does like the flavor of the Fraser tart. The creaminess, the lightness of the vanilla, the top sponge is, is a bit tough. Much drier than the bottom one. He likes the lime curd and the sponge, but it's messy. Mm. Prue says it's a bit untidy. The cake layer is absolutely delicious. The sponge is good, but it's unevenly soaked. Yeah. Wouldn't you think... Okay. So when it comes to the soaking, right? A lot of them were boring holes into it, and then they're pouring it over. Mm -hmm. Isn't it tough to not get it soaked? Unless you're only like, are you just poking holes in one area or something? Or are you only pouring it in one area? Because they're pouring it over the top, but yeah. it's just, they must be heavy handed somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what went wrong. It's so confusing. Yeah, okay. This whole, this whole episode. All right. Anyway, I would say that his Fraser cake looked like tossed out at and scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. I, I, I had a feel. It's funny. I had a feeling you're gonna go there. The Fraser joke. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling you're gonna go there. salad and scrambled eggs. I used to watch that show when I was like a lot younger. 
and then I think I was That's like twelve. Usually watching. how it works when uh, <laughs> yeah, <I'm... laughs> in the show premieres twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I was watching it when I was like twelve or something, right? My parents oh, are okay. like, "Do you understand the humor in this? Why are you watching this?" <laughs> I thought it was funny. It's still funny. Frasier's a great show. All right. Uh, James's cake was not great though. No, not very good. All right. Next we have Yanush. Yanush is making a fruity horchata at the Resolution Cake. I love horchata, so I was like. All right, Nanush, you do your thing. You make a horchata cake. <laughs> His decoration was spot on. It looked like a dragon fruit with the very vibrant pink and the very vibrant green. Really good. Yeah. And I also have the little dots that are in the dragon fruit. So I'm like, Nanush is always on top of it. He makes some weird choices sometimes when it comes to flavors and that sometimes backfires. But no matter what kind of choice he makes, his presentation always comes through. He nailed it. He nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> There's also dragon fruit chunks on the top of the cake. The inside is a uh, guava and passion fruit. So very good flavors, I would say. During judging, they say his cake looks lovely. It's cartoon-like. And the drops on the side are perfect. They were good. They were good. Yeah. Yeah. They say the cake is dense when they actually eat it. The sponge is a little bit too dry. However, the flavors are fantastic. So mostly a good, or mostly good to great judging here for you, Noosh. Just a little dry on the inside. Mm-hmm. All right, up next we have Kevin. He's making a Mexicoco Pyramid Tres Leches cake. The more I say it, the worse it gets. <laughs> All right, soaked in coffee milk, and he'll be building it in four square tins to make an Aztec pyramid temple. Yeah. Paul then asks, is it Mayan or Aztec? Kevin says, well, there's a bit of an overlap, isn't there? And there is. Right? Geographically. <laughs> Like similar no structure? No comment. No? All right. <laughs> anyway, his Central American style pyramid will have a coffee tres leches soak be filled with hazelnut praline cream and coated with a chocolate ganache that comes with a kick. Going to be some chili in there. It'll be topped with caramel hazelnut spikes and chocolate fire bowls. Yeah, he was trying to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> it looked pretty cool. It did. It looked cool. But it... it to me, it looked a little untidy, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I would say so. No? Oh, okay. He went for it. He did. You know, because you got to go hard or go home. Right, James? Right. All right. <laughs> Prue said that she loves the idea. The icing is a little rough and ready. We haven't heard that in a while. Rough and rough ready. Rough and ready. <laughs> Some of the milk syrup is running out, which must mean that it's quite well soaked. Maybe over soaked. He lo- she loves the flavor. It's got a little bit of kick. Quite a kick. It's strong chili. The flavor is good. I was thinking, like, what if you made a castle tres leches cake? <laughs> I know you hate it every time I say that. Because <laughs> I can see your face. <laughs> and, and, but Okay, just hear me out. What if you made a castle, right? Uh-huh. And it had a moat. Yeah. And if you had a leaky cake, it's just the moat. Like the milk? Yeah. Huh? That's cool. Yeah? Yeah. That, that's what I would do. Yeah. That, that's actually pretty good. Idea. All right. Anyway. Paul said that he thinks that the design is fantastic and to make a, a to make it a tres leches cake is <laughs> tricky. <laughs> okay, I can't all right. All right I can't right. please everybody. Okay. All right. He thinks he pulled it off all right. There's a few parts where the milk did not soak in. How does that happen? <laughs> How can you have it leaky, <laughs> over soaked, and then not soaked? I don't know, man. This episode is just weird. All right. He said it's quite pungent, and the biggest issue that he has is the texture. That he's got, So he's got flour lumps in there. Maybe they are so dense, it just did not accept the, <laughs> Maybe. the leches. Yeah. It required quattro leches. Yep. The fourth <laughs> leches would have penetrated the flour clumps. That's where he went wrong, obviously. He should have went with many leches, yeah. like James did. Right. <laughs> How do you say four? I butchered that. Too. It was just cuatro. I was close. Kind of. All right. It's like, yeah, cuatro. I was close. Yeah, it was pretty close. Okay. Didn't do my homework. All right. Up next, we have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Next up, we have Maxi. Sorry. I, <laughs> I just tuned out for a second. You're, so, dis- you're do- so disappointed in my pronunciation no, 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 you're and, lack, and lack of preparation that, no, I that see, you, you that just don't you're want me just, You're trolling the show. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just repeating 
What's <laughs> happening? That's what we do here. Next up, we have Maxie. Okay. <laughs> Maxie is making a cocoa, a cocoa flower fiesta thrust. That's just cake. Um, her cake has really beautiful buttercream flowers on the outside. The colors are vibrant. They're very pretty. It's, also, it's kind of almost neonish. Neonish and pastelish, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. The flowers are, and they just look amazing. There is whipped cinnamon cream on the inside and also chopped strawberries. So, even sounds like it tastes fantastic, Maxi. <laughs> mm-hmm. During judging, the judges say the colors are fantastic. The buttercream and chocolate work well together. Great job. They also say the cake is very light and nice, which is something I didn't hear a lot of during this episode. Usually they were saying that the, the sponges were too either dry or like, they were too dense, but hers is the only one I heard they say like light and nice. So yeah. Like, Maxie yeah. is standing out here. Good job, Maxie. Yeah. Let me okay, so you've eaten one before. When it when it has the milk in there, does that tend to also make it a little more dense? Or does it No, actually it, 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 it actually does lighten it up. So yeah. it's possible to have both. Yeah, it is possible. Okay. Yeah. It's usually light, but it's also very moist, which is why it's so delicious. Mm. All right. Well, up next, we have Rebs. She's making a Mexican tiramisu tres leches cake. She says she's going to bring the good vibes, the good energy. She's going to do okay, and she's not going home. (laughs) Her wedding cake. She's making a wedding cake to symbolize the marriage between Italian classic and Mexican flavors. She's, wop- she's swapping Italian Marsala wine for Mexican, and her cake will get a coffee tres leches soak and a trio of fillings, including chili chocolate ganache, almond and cocoa macarons, and love on top, which is kind of cool. Uh-huh. So, okay, I, I do appreciate there's a couple times here where Rebs is really trying to get, like, get through this. So she said it's all about the branding and marketing. If she says, if she says it's a wedding cake, then it's allowed to be more simple. Which I, which I get what she's saying, but I don't know if that's gonna help her this round. Yeah, I don't know. You should admit that either. Okay. <laughs> and so, but during judging, she does it again, and I do appreciate this because she tries to sell it and says that it's rustic. Yeah, I but, would do that. But then Paul says it is rustic, <laughs> in not a complimentary way. <laughs> And then he says there's a bit of leakage down there at the bottom. Okay, Prue says it's very boozy. And then Paul takes a bite and he coughs. And then he asks if there's chili in the ganache. And then Prue takes a bite and she's also coughing and says the filling is too much. She says a little less tequila and quite a lot less chili. So, again, to over-booze Prue is a thing for sure. And the fact that they were both coughing it. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Not coughing it up, but they they were choking on it a little bit. It must yeah. have been really hot, right? Yeah. So Paul says you get hit with big flavors. If she held back, she'd have an all around nice cake. Yeah. So little rough, too punchy. More like a tears of masu cake, right? Ooh, I like that. That was good. Uh, I feel bad about that though. Oh, that could have been my favorite funniest <laughs> thing of the episode. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Sandro. Sandro's making it. It's a fiesta thrust leches cake. Uh, Sandro goes... Sandro kind of goes all out in this cake. <laughs> so the outside is like a white cake. It's uh, two layers. And he kind of like does little paint splashes in different colors all over the cake. Yeah. And then for some reason, he also puts like a big giant mustache it on the It looks cake. like the mustache the Pringles guy wear has. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it looks why is that like mustache that. necessary? And then on the inside, there's uh, dolce de leche and cream cheese. There's another layer that's coffee, chocolate, and pecan. I think that's the bottom layer. Mm. And then uh, there's also chocolate ganache and cherry compote throughout this whole cake. This cake looks like a lot. Like, it kind of looks like too much. Um, the judges kind of agree with this when they talk about this cake. They say it looks a little wonky. They like the colors. The colors are great. However, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Paul tastes it and he says it's kind of like a black forest gateau. However, there's too many strong flavors in this cake. There's way too much booze. The bottom layer, which is kind of a separate cake on its own, is very nice. But overall, there's too much going on with this cake. Mm. I was like, it kind of looks like there's too much going on with this cake. Sandro does not mess around when it comes to like going for it. Like mm-hmm. adding in multiple flavors. 
if anything, he's like punching too many flavors on that punch, <laughs> on that punch card. He's like doing ten yeah. different flavors or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did we get a soundboard? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least, Shabira. She's doubling down on corn. She's making <laughs> sweet corn and cinnamon tres leches cake. Was that better? I I can't do it. All right. She's making a sweet corn sponge where she's actually adding in corn. Paul asked, why would you want that in a cake? To which I would say, what? I'm just putting it on the side. It's not going in the cake, Paul. <laughs> However, she says she likes the idea of it. Prue says it's very Mexican. It will be soaked with a sweet corn tres leches <laughs> filled with a cream corn and cinnamon flavored cream cheese icing. Swiss meringue and topped with Florentines. Uh-huh. However, during the bake, it did not soak well. It's dry. She knows it. And she starts crying. And she's consoled by Abdul, which yeah, was, which was really nice. Yeah. yeah. To which I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa aren't you whoa. sick, buddy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. That was really nice of Abdul. It was a good moment. Yeah. All right. During judging, Prue said her decoration is so accurate. And beautiful. The piping was so good. It's such a surprise. It tastes like sweet corn. Shouldn't be a surprise because she told you it's going to have sweet <laughs> corn in it. All right. She said, we asked you to be imaginative. Well, that's imaginative. Her only quarrel is that she thinks it would have been better to not have the lump of corn in there because <laughs> it spoils the texture. But it's really good original cake. Well done. Paul says that he thinks the soak is a bit dry on a couple of them. The top two seem to be wetter than the bottom. And he says it's not for him, mm. which we knew from before she started even making <laughs> yeah. it. For real. At that point, I think unless you really feel like you can change his mind, you have to pull it out. Yeah. You have to, you have to just say, no corn. I mean, Paul was good to acknowledge that. It right? might be for somebody else. It might not be for his flavor profile. But right. It's a competition. It's, yeah, it's interesting. And the judge is telling you what he likes and doesn't like. One out of two judges. <laughs> Unless Prue said, I love corn. Yeah. But she didn't. Corn. Have you seen that, that meme of that kid that loves corn? Corn. No, I have not. <laughs> it's oh. funny. That's, yeah, I just, I just dated this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, that's uh, the Showstoppers. We get a judges roundtable at the end of the show. Stop around. Oh, we also will hear from the some of the bakers first. Let me do that. Don says she was absolutely stunned with the praise that her cake got. Kevin says clumps of flour in your cake batter not acceptable. <laughs> Sandro says triumph is a good word, and his the bottom like layer of his cake was a triumph, not the rest of his cake. Carol says very upset. If you put a bet on me, I'd give myself seven to one. James says, I'm in the firing line. They asked for Mexican, and I gave them Mexican. So James should just go home for that joke alone. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, James. <laughs> okay, uh, judges roundtable. They say Abdul and Don catapulted themselves up. They did very well. James stretched himself too much, and it was clumsy the whole episode. Same with Carol. They said Rebs was coming in today in trouble and is still in trouble. Carol, Rebs, and James all had poor performances are and are in the bottom. Then they also say in line for Starbaker are Maxi, Sandro, and Janush. Okay. Very interesting, right? Mm. So it, it's results time and they announced Starbaker. And it's Maxi, which is not a surprise if you were following her performance throughout this episode. She did very well in all three challenges. She even won the technical. So can't really fault her. Very clear star baker this episode. Okay. Yeah. Agree. They have to send someone home. And Matt kind of prefaces the beginning of this saying, I had the less fun job of who's leaving us. And this week it is two bakers. And I was like, oh, they're doing it right away. I thought they would like let this like linger on for a little bit. Nope, they're just doing it right away. And he says the two bakers going home are James <laughs> and dot 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 reps mm. which i was kind of expecting carol to go home but um it's james and reps which is mm. not surprising because they did very terrible this episode 
Reb says, honestly, I'm devastated. This means the whole world to me. Bake Off has been a fabulous experience, and I just didn't want to cut this short. James says, it's been fun, though, so I don't mind. To use a fun metaphor, I think I was a plant that the fruit were outgrowing its pots. I think it went wrong across the board. Um, so, yeah, it's sad to see James and Reb's go because I did like James's personality. Me too. He was cool. He loved horror movies. We're kind of the same person. Reb seems she had a lot of promise, too. She just had a lot of trouble in the mm-hmm. tent. Maxie says at the end, I'm dancing right now. This has really given me confidence. I never thought I'd come to the tent and get two star bakers and catapult Q to the top of fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't say that last part. <laughs> anyway, next week is dessert week, and I'm so happy we're back to a normal week. And uh, yeah, let's 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 get to dessert week, please. <laughs> Rough. That is the episode. All right. Let's go. Let's go over our segments. Let's. All right, what's the funniest moment? So for me, it was when Noel was talking to Carol and he says, because we joke about this a lot, right? How he just doesn't have the best timing. Yeah. <laughs> but he literally says, this is stressing you out, this talk. And he, says like, <laughs> and he says like he feels like his presence is making this much, much worse <laughs> during the showstopper. Yep. It was just funny because he was literally yeah. just saying exactly what we always think. Yep. But we're okay with it because we're not in the tent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that and when Yanush was pouring his drip uh-huh. and he said, because he was like, the drip can cover things. And the way he, I can't say it the way he did it, but he said it so cleverly when he was like, you can hide everything. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Yeah, those are my two favorite moments. How about okay. you? Um, I'm gonna actually going to say, I'm going to withhold this week from... Saying that was the funniest moment just because some of the jokes were so terrible. Oh. I don't think they should be I mean any kind of credit this week on jokes. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to favorite bake. What's your favorite bake? None of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a you. <laughs> okay. None of them were good. How's that? <laughs> there. That's a little harsh. I mean, I like some of the bakes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, what was your are you favorite? With, bake? Are you going with the tacos? No, none of them. <laughs> uh, my favorite bake was Maxi's. Maxi's show stuff. Oh, okay. That was a good one. Yeah, the flowers looked amazing. It looked delicious. I like the Anoushas. I like the rest of the cakes. You like the Anoushas? Yeah. The show stopper? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good call. All right. All right, finally, Mexican week is behind us. <laughs> so let's go over to um, prediction or fantasy update. Yeah, fantasy update. So <laughs> this double elimination has even the teams out to four and four. Uh-huh. Team Q still has Maxi, Abdul, Don, and Yanush with a score of 153. Woo-hoo. Team M has Sandra, Kevin, Carol, and Shabira with a score of 132. So I'm down 21 points. Which is not bad considering your two of your members have been trading off Star Baker, and that's 10 points every week. <laughs> so considering that, I am doing okay. Yanush and Maxi, gotta love them. But we really need a new Star Baker next <laughs> week that's not Abdul or Don. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We really need that. All right, prediction time. All right. Next week is desserts week. Right. Who do you think is Star Baker next week? We can't. Well, it's got to be Yanush. <laughs> I mean, who else is it going to be? I'm not going to say Yanush. I got to pick some. I want to pick someone for my team. Yeah. I'm going to go. Oh, man. For some reason, I'm going to say Carol. Carol? Yeah. Carol. Carol Starbaker. Star Baker. I'm going to say um, Shabira. Okay. All right. Who's going home? I don't know. That's rough. Kevin. Ooh. Hmm. He had clumpy cake, man. He did. He did. It's dessert week next week. He's going to be clumping it up. <laughs> I don't believe this is going to happen, but I'm going to throw it out there. Maxi. Ooh, that would be... That, yeah. would be... that would be insane, right? That would be insane. I'm going to throw it out there. It could happen. You're going to throw that out to the universe? Maybe I know something no one else knows. Are you friends with Maxi? 
<laughs> you got some insider tips here. I called her and she was like, <laughs> I called her and I was like, hey, you're home. <laughs> no, Did you go home during this week? Yeah. <laughs> this was uh, recorded well in advance, right? The right. show is right. Yeah. Anyway, that is the end of the episode. I am looking forward to covering next week, which is Desserts Week. Thank you for listening, and thank you for those of um, for those of you that left off the, left off the good review. Um, we appreciate it very much, especially Linda Yoga Girl for re- leaving us that very sweet review. Thank you on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot to us. So, thank you for the nice words. And that is the episode. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. Take care, everyone.